ScoreNorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Fly ball left field. Gonzalez is back. And now at the wall, leaping in. Making the catch up against the fence. Marwin Gonzalez ends the inning with a great catch. That great catch last night on Fox Sports North. Dick Bramer on the call. Hour number two of the Score North First Place Twins Show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number 64. Miguel Sano was one for two with two walks. A run scored and... Oh, just one error. Just one error. I'm Rami Makloff. That's Judd Zolgad. Derek Wetmore. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass for hour number two It was of a Twins hot talk. shot, you guys. It was a smoking yeah, ground ball. Last time I checked, it was a Major Locked League Baseball game. Chest. Make the play. Six more inches the other way on that drive to left field. That's gone, too. So, just saying. That was a shot. That was a moonshot. That was a shot. Don't it, count it, that. It disappeared. Yeah, I have no idea. The By the way. That thing's in Falcon Heights right now. How how on earth, um, measurement-wise, did the Alonzo home run on Wednesday, it's like tied for fifth in target field history? <laughs> that can't yeah, be possible. Sure no, I know. That can't be possible. <laughs> that, that is, I, I will say this, it is easily one of the two most impressive target field home runs that I've ever seen. The other was in a home run derby. <laughs> By G- yeah, well, the, the, the only guys who have gone uh, to where Alonzo went was, yeah. was Stanton in the derby, which I believe was like three rows from actually departing the ballpark entirely, which Ridiculous. is unbelievable. Yeah. And then, if you guys recall, Corey Hart of Milwaukee had a huge uh-huh. shot at, at one point. Okay. And I, I know that uh, Tomei certainly had some impressive home runs there. But that Alonzo home run, I think Gladden said on the radio, was something like seven rolls from going out of that ballpark. Jeez. At that trajectory, too. <laughs> that is one of the most impressive home runs. Harmon would have been proud. Yeah. You have I, to replace that plastic seat out there. I feel like Jose Batista or Edwin Encarnacion in their Blue Jays days might have come in and hit some pretty... Pretty hefty moonshots in Target Field. They hit a lot a few years ago, and they were impressive. I don't know, and and I was at the game. Didn't Batista hit four on one Sunday afternoon or three? He he hit three, three. He hit like on a Sunday. He had like four in a weekend. Yeah. yeah, and they were they were impressive, but that Alonzo shot it was I, off the charts. I regret off the charts. I regret the fact that I left. I had to leave to come to work. We had a show before that, but I saw it that night, and I and that was that was cool to watch. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Matt McGill. That was cool to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know you lost your job. I know life's not fair. I know that that you're probably going to have to seek employment elsewhere, potentially with the Saints. I don't know. No, but you'll get um, a major league job. But, but the point being is that was an impressive. <laughs> yes, to say the least. Come yes. on, the Saints thing was fun, and that I cannot see I how far. Did, I'm wearing my Saints, Saints hat today. Yeah, they said it was the fifth longest home run. In I think it was tied for it. It, it was the, made it up. was the fifth or tied for fifth from it's what I up. saw. They yeah, always do that. Like right. I, I always I always laughed when so Miguel Sanos hit some majestic taters to center field. Bianco <laughs> Park actually poked a few out there that you're like, whoa, what? Tommy hit one in Tom, I think, yes. 2010. He hit one to dead center. And, and I always laugh. It went right through the, yes. Now, no. I never saw Harmon Killebrew play. I'll just get that out there. And Nor, nor did I, so I hope you did. Of course, of course, uh, many would argue the greatest twin of all time. And I just always laugh when we say, like, oh, well, yeah, StatCast had that one going for. 65, but do you remember the one Harmon Killebrew hit? It actually went three quarters of a mile deep on the Bloomington field or the Bloomington Prairie out at the Met. It 
actually landed in the Mississippi River. You're like, stop it. No, it didn't. Like, Tape measure shots, Derek. Are you just, uh, yeah, we Tape just like shots. guessed, right? Isn't that what it was? So anyways. Yes, basically, yes. Some majestic shots that the Twins have hit over the years, I feel, have not gotten their proper due because we always have to bow to Harmon Killebrew's like 964-foot home run. So, And you know, it was super accurate back then. Their methods of measuring home well, runs Well, they were still then, refining sure, were StatCast, but it was getting so? better every year, yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken on the story, the story that I read as a kid was the term tape measure home run was actually a... Home run that Mantle hit in Washington. Okay. And somebody actually did that. Sure. They got out. They stood at home plate. Their 25-foot tape measure. Tape measure in hand, and they walked it off. Bring a friend. And that's where <laughs> and that's where the term comes from. And if you guys want to think that was flawed, that's fine. <laughs> you you have your precious opinions. You keep... I prefer to think that the mix home run was... Measured, it kept probably rolling. Somebody sitting rolled. up in the press box and they're like, all right, well, so launch angle was like 28 degrees and he hit that. What that must happen, have been 100 plus. What would happen if you had gone to the <laughs> Mickey Mick... Mickey Mantle's exit velo. To the Mick and, sa- and said, hey, Mick, I got an idea for you. Launch angle's a little bit off. Get it? Up. I know. I know you're. But the you know what? Get people people think that he this might have is, been like, yeah, cool. People think this is a new innovation of baseball of of trying to get a high. They weren't calling it launch angle, but do you know who's the godfather of launch angle? Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams. Dang it, Ted Williams is the godfather Actually, of launch that's, angle. That's a great point because also, if I'm correct on this, do you know? Do you know who caused? The first shift in baseball history to be employed. Same guy. Ted Williams, Lou Boudreau, who I think was a player manager for the Cleveland Indians, was the first guy, and it was a big controversy. You know, how dare you cheat the rules of baseball against Teddy Ballgame by shifting? But he put on these shifts, and and I, I remember reading about him when I was a kid, and you're like, well, that seems really weird. Who, what? Sure. A shift? Who shifts? And of course, now it's... Who are your other favorite players from the 1940s, Judd? Oh, you know that's a fu- that, that's a good question. I really enjoyed Jackie. He was fantastic. Do a pecking order on Mackie Billy, and Judd with Rami. Billy Co- your favorite Billy players Cox from the at 40s. third base. <laughs> Pee Wee Reese at shortstop. Go I was a big back. Dodger guy. Chris Speaker, Hannes Wagner. Well, that's before Napoleon Lawrence. Gil Hot. Yeah. Nap man. Nap was T- great. Tough baseball card to day. get. The two toughest baseball cards when I I was a kid were the Hannes Wagner T two o six. Tobacco card, because it was it was made and, and he found out and didn't use tobacco and demanded that they all be destroyed, but they didn't destroy them all, which is why there's like three left at a million wow. five a pop. And Luajoy, that card on the Goody set, I believe, also was an incredibly guys, tough find. You collect cards as kids? I oh, did. I loved, oh, I still have loved boxes on boxes on boxes. <laughs> sure. Much to my wife's dismay, so do I. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. They're dust collectors now. I don't know what to do with them. Manny, did you collect cards? Uh, on occasion. Sure. Not, I, I wasn't really uh, super into it, but I had a few here. Oh, and there. I, I did baseball, like heavy, heavy, heavy. And then I had like some random football cards. I went to card shows. Me too. No yeah. Like I would go to card shows with my mom and I'd spend hours there going through cards and trying to complete sets. Gotta but get that but you know when I gave up? You know when I gave up? You were calling Derek a nerd? Oh, I, oh I'm a complete nerd. nerd. Oh, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I, gave, <laughs> I gave up completely when when we went from just tops to everybody and their oh, mother sure. and brother making cards. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Upper sure. Deck was a great Great card. See, I lost interest. Loved upper deck. I lost. I liked it when it would just when the top sets would hit the market in the spring, and that would be it. Upper deck was the first card to make it like glossy 
and yeah. flashy and like yeah. really nice That's looking. Great. Like it wasn't just a piece of cardboard with a picture on it. And bubblegum? And bubblegum. Well, no, I think it's is, I think there's bubblegum cr- in the packs. I'm about to cry now because that's the most romantic <laughs> thing of all time. I'll get a bubblegum ca- stick of bubblegum in the pack of cards. Yes, it's incredibly romantic. <laughs> yeah. I'll get back to uh, baseball cards as soon as they start putting weighted on base average on the back. <laughs> we're not far we're not we're not far off, Derek. Tris speakers will Are you up. sure it's not? Actually, I, I would don't be, I would bet I that know. I would bet that some of that stuff is like OPS has million to be. dollar idea. I'm giving away for free on the radio. Somebody take it. We're not far off. Make your money with that. That's going to happen soon. Give me like if you could give me like a half a percent royalties, and I'll pump it back into the score in our first place twin show. Our travel budget. We'll just pump that thing up for the year. If uh, I make any money off the ideas we have here, it's all mine. <laughs> oh, you'll, if it's too much, you'll you'll resign your position, go to your apartment, watch TV, and collect your royalty checks. I, I know I you, Rami. No, I don't know because I think Rami's going to want to fix baseball, and the way to do that is well, not from the inside because he's not going to get Rob Manfred's job anytime soon. I might, but from the know. adjacent, you're adjacent to the inside. I want to get where, in. The, I want to get in that chair. Yeah, I know. I want to get in in the commissioner's office. And his first thing? Make some major changes. Steal first base. <laughs> Rami McLeod's first move. You can all steal first base. <laughs> Last night, you could have stolen. You know what? Yeah. Who needs that home run? Rosario could have tried to steal first base. First move, oh. robot umpire strike zone. Second move, my mandate that any stadiums built here fourth will have roofs put on them. And wait, any, and any wait, stadiums no, that can be retrofitted no, with roofs your best idea, your will best, now do so. Your best idea is to lift these stupid blackout restrictions the, on the, watching games. That's, that's right. That's your first part. Plan. Number three. Easy. Well, that one, that one takes two seconds. That's, and that's got to be done immediately. Get it done. But, well, if you have a robot umpire, I mean, not to be too lighthearted about this, but dude got knocked behind the plate last night. It was like hit his jaw or something like that. Yeah, that, that was, was a big scary. delay in the game. Quentin Wolcott got yeah. dri- got. Uh, Taking on the game, yeah, he's like pausing. He's like, you saw him. it was it was great, like foul ball, max mask Can got him on the side, that? and he takes it off immediately and is like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And it's like, no, hang on a second, you're not. Well, yeah, concussions. Uh, I've got a quick question though, because Jerry Davis, I believe, was behind the plate for the Texas game on the Sunday when it was super hot out okay. before the Twins went on the road the last time, and and so he, I think, took the plate through the seventh and then came out and. Last night, Wilcott, uh, they were clearly concerned about a concussion. Well, they should be. And Bruce Dreckman came in from second base. But I mean this sincerely. And if an umpire can help me, help me out here. Why does it take so long to put the home plate gear on? The oh. delay last night was 10 minutes, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Like, why can't you run in there? You got to get, get quick it. meditation, cup. find cup. your center. No, no, no. Cup probably goes on because I, I would guess if you're at second base, you might not be wearing one. Shin pads for I sure. Would be. I, well, would I would be, be too. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Sure, let's sure. let's just say this plays out. One hopper come hot up. I'm the with middle. you. I'm with you. But let's say it's um, let's say it's shin pads for sure. Listen, I was an umpire for like Protector. nine years. I can tell you, it doesn't take that long to get ready. for Okay, a game. can we? So, and I I understand guys get hurt. They get too hot. I'm all for being safe here for sure. But let's get it going. Like this is a baseball game. I don't need to be. I'm already there long enough. Can we get this thing going? Just oh, got yeah. no time for nonsense. Not for rain delays based on the no, radar. No, I'm, I'm listening. Not for umpires to get their gear no, on. I'm... And another blown call by Hernandez. <laughs> Certainly don't, not for Angel Hernandez. Don't get me started on Angel. <laughs> but I'm sitting there again last night, taking ten minutes to get 
poor Bruce Dreckman all set to umpire home plate. I'm like, how long can I we mean, wait? I'm, I'm, I'm hot here. It's a serious we're deal. Hot. Like I talked to an executive uh, two winners ago when we were talking about electronic strike zone and will robot umpires really ever become a thing in Major League Baseball? This person told me that like one of the pushes is to protect the umpires. Like you're never going to get rid of the the probably four, maybe more people standing around officiating the game, so yeah. to speak. But if somebody doesn't have to stand behind there and take foul tips, how many foul tips in a season? Non-zero for all every single one of them. No home plate umpire gets through the year without getting one off the mask doing or yeah, the chest protector. Full slate so, of games. Right, yeah, that's that is part of the danger now. It might be a little bit of a of a a red herring there, where you're saying like, "Oh, well, we're trying to protect their safety." It's like, yeah, but you also just want the calls to be right. But that's I'm okay on both counts. It, totally. But right now, totally fine. I got no problem with right that on now because they're they're using the robot umpire strike zone in uh, the Atlantic League, and we were just Owned talking about it. We're Major, Major League, League Baseball. Baseball. We were just talking about this the other day on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Frank Viola was thrown out of a game. He's a manager of a team in the Atlantic League and was thrown out of a game because the umpire has the ability to override the call from the robot umpire and Viola. And if you look at the pitch chart, probably had a point. There were some borderline calls that the robot was calling a ball that should have been a strike. And the umpire, he was saying that the umpire behind the plate should have been overriding the computer and calling those strikes. So I think you would still, if they go with the system as currently set up, You'd still have an umpire back there, and if there's any sort of malfunction, this happened in the uh, the first test of the robot umpire strike zone. What they do, and I got to think that there's better technology and more reliable technology for this than what they did. He was wearing an AirPod, the iPhone AirPod, in his ear. Got to get that sponsorship money. And there was a uh, there was a a guy on a computer up in the booth who was seeing the calls, and he would say into the earpiece, "Strike or ball," and then the umpire would make the call. And he lost Bluetooth connectivity from his phone <laughs> oh, no. to his AirPod for about six pitches. That's so so when there is when there's a malfunction in the system, the human umpire has That's to take dumb. over so as not to. And another blown call by Hernandez. <laughs> so you don't have to stop the game. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it sounds to me like the Atlantic League is trying this on the cheap a little bit. Let's that's, uh, improve this. That's entirely this. possible. How long? So it. If he was still uh, the skipper of the Tigers when the robot umpire at home plate is introduced, how long before Guardy gets tossed? Oh, that's a good three question. innings. But they said game uh, one. They said other than that in the first in the first pilot test of it, they said other than that. And like I said, it was, I think it was about six pitches that the Bluetooth wasn't working to get the message from his phone to his AirPod. They said other than that, there were no hitches. I'm sorry, your call cannot go through. And this and and the the call getting from the booth to the umpire was. Was right. like a split second. Other split. than that catastrophic breakdown, there yeah. were no breakdowns for six at any pitches. Point. Two six outs, pitches. Game seven of the World <laughs> Series. Right. It, it appears the home plate umpire is having problems. Right. Excuse me, Madison. Could you please step off the mound for a second? But we're it, having connectivity issues with my Bluetooth. But it wasn't taking forever for the call to get from the booth to the umpire. All right. He was making the call almost immediately. Sounds like you're on the fully on board with how this. Yeah, Rami's pushing this thing. Hashtag through, man. robot umpire takeover. Use the it hashtag. needs to happen. It just ha- has to be done right. It has to be done in, in a way where they're not like using pay telephones yeah. to get the message I mean. through. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bring, bring, operator. Another 10 cents is required. Hey, Rocco, Rocco, can, can I borrow a quarter of the bullpen phones out of gas? <laughs> this thing's broken. Hey, Baldelli, this thing's busted. You, thought, you think that was a strike? Man, I, oh, look, you, it, you know, you know what, what we should bring up? 
Did you guys see the um, the uh, Boone situation with the oh, Yankees? Oh, yesterday? can we talk about that after? Yeah. A break? Can we talk about that next? Please. Did I? Ever. I think th- this is so what I want. Let's do that, and then let's play. Uh, did the Twins bullpen do its All job right. before we get out of here at two o'clock? Beautiful. Still plenty to get to on the Score North first place Twins show live from Bobasota, the land of ten thousand rakes. The magic number is sixty four. I'm not doing that Miguel Sano stuff anymore. We're on fifteen hundred scorenorth.com at the Score North mobile app. And another blown call by her name. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. I drive to center. Loreano's back. He's at the wall. That ball is gone. A home run. Mitch Garver gives the Twins a huge insurance run in the eighth. That was a big crack of the bat on Fox Sports North. That was loud. That echoed through oh, my apartment. Garver. Don't be so shocked. This is the score North first place. 16 home runs now for your guy, Derek. The best hitters in baseball. I, be, I keep telling you. We're live from Bobasota. The land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 64. I'm Rami. There's Judd and our uh, Twins reporter, Derek Wetmore. You can read both these fine gentlemen's thoughts on your Minnesota Twins. Judd's tidbits are often out at scorenorth.com and on the Score North mobile app because it's your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com. You can also stream us live and win cool things for doing that. And you can uh, download and subscribe to all your favorite podcasts, including this very one that you're listening to right now. And again, record number of downloads in June for us on the Score North First Place Twins show. So uh, thank you to all of you for that. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, that umpire in the Yankees game last night looked like he was new to the show when uh, Aaron Boone was giving him the business. It was umpire Brendan Miller. And uh, if you haven't seen the tirade, we don't have a clean version of it yet to play for you here on Score North. Spent so all morning cleaning it up, and we're not done yet. We want to keep our uh, we want to keep our FCC license and uh, not get that revoked. So we'll we'll see if we can get a clean version for you before we get out of here. But that was you. I don't know why mics were picking it up the way that they were picking it up because you don't get an inside look. The only other time I remember something like this was uh, Terry Collins a few years ago. Giving it to one of the umpires after they hit a guy. And that got released well after the fact. Right. And and then baseball people went nuts that it got released. And yeah. that was great insight. Yeah, and that was one that gave a bad look to the umpires in baseball. So that's why they were mad. This one is just like, yeah, if you're part of the immediate family of the home plate umpire, you don't like this clip. Otherwise, it's like pretty much just funny. I loved it. It was mean-spirited, but it's well, funny. Of course, it's baseball. It's supposed yeah. to be mean. It's the big leagues. His strike zone stunk, and Boone ha- had his players' backs. But this this goes back to what we discussed on Mackie and Judd with Rami earlier this week, I believe, Rami. And that was this whole thing of more access. Mm-hmm. I, I, would pay, I would pay $200 if I got a season of this access. I absolutely find it to be so much... It's either insightful or just fun, and this was sort of both. But to get that type of window into a meltdown, and it also goes to early in that game, trying to establish the fact that the manager knows that the rookie home plate umpire is not good, and so he wants his players to know he's got their back. 
There's just so many tentacles to that. Did you feel bad for the umpire on any level? Yes, no, I did. No, no, his strike zone stunk. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> no. So I don't know how Get bad his, his strike zone was. Did you see a strike three on Brett Gardner was awful? No, and, and so I, I didn't see what led up to it. I just saw the meltdown. So on that level, I did, because Brett Gardner's also just like one of the all-time red asses, I think. The look on his face, yeah. the umpire's face, was just like, he was just sitting there and taking it. When he told him, tighten it up. So I have it here. It is clean. Okay. Um, there's not really a whole lot you can make out of what Aaron Boone is saying because it's set on fire. But because it's, it's I think, so heavily bleeped. I think with the amount of bleeps that are in it, you can kind of get an idea of okay. what this conversation was Trust like. Trust your judgment. Let's hear it. Let's hear this. Okay, that's nine. But nine. If you couldn't make out what he would say, yes, be- this is my favorite. Because of the bleeps and the the sound wasn't all that clear. He said, "My guys are bleeping savages in that bleeping box, and you're having a piece of bleep start to this game. Tighten it up." And then he clapped his hands and said, "Tighten it up." Clapped his hands right in his face. <laughs> yeah, he did. Did you guys? So did you enjoy this? I mean, okay. Think about not not this kid, but think about how a lot of these umpires. You're talking to a guy who was an umpire. He just told you that for seven plus okay. years or whatever it was. But think about how a lot of these umps, especially the veterans, treat managers and players and, and coaches. Yes. You know, I'm not going to say well because you're a rookie up. I'm going. I I thought it was great. I thought it was great fun. I and, and as he... far as meltdowns go. Play Earl Weaver or Lasorda. This doesn't come close. I I have a meltdown. I have a meltdown for you. It's a different sport, and it's one of my favorites, and Judd, you'll appreciate this. But it was a dumb f***ing play when when his foot was, uh, shoe was coming off, up the line screen. We were hiring take timeout. We had a f***ing trap play called, and and, and his his f***ing shoe comes off. That that ain't ain't Bob Schnelker's fault. We have another f***ing trap play, and if if, if Finney picks up his f***ing feet, he walks in. Everybody booing the f*** out of me, but he works his ass off. They put his picture up there and the f***ers boom. F***ers. <laughs> oh, that's great, Jerry Burns. Just in terms of the amount of bleeps that oh. had to be inserted in there, that's but immediately if you, what came if to If you mind. go find uh, uh, Earl oh, Weaver. Oh, the Earl Weaver stuff is fantastic. It's nothing but F-bombs. Yeah. And it's... and. You want to talk about mean spirited Derek right. Wetmore? Different time. It was a different time. <laughs> different, it was a different, different time, time and a guy who did not give a bleep himself. Different time. It was like the the whole rundown there was okay. So Garden gets rung up, right? He walks back. He's shaking his head. And then who was he up was, next? His right hand hitter. He was going crazy. Gardner was like what? banging the top of the dugout yes, he with took his the bat. bat to can everything. You, can you explain that? Why was he banging the top? I of the I think dugout? he was just trying to make noise to get the umpire to look over there. Okay. I think that oh, that really? was that was my my interpretation an, of what he was doing. He's an it looked odd like guy. he was trying to bust out of prison. It's like, dude, yes. the dugout door's right there. <laughs> yep. Just walk through. Uh, yeah, he was trying to throw a public temper tantrum. I think I don't know. I having not seen the game, it's tough to really get the temperature of the room. But then the next hitter who's up there says, first pitch was like 
a quarter of an inch off the plate. He's like, he steps back out of the batter's box. It wasn't a strike, but he's like, whoa, 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 that's so far outside. You, that's the part you can kind of hear because it wasn't bleeped. He's like, that's so far outside. It's so far outside. And that's when Booney got in his face. He, he, and then when he got tossed, he runs out there and he's like six inches from this kid's face. Just like, yeah, it was, it was aggressive. But if I'm <laughs> that home plate umpire, point taken. Like, I got you. All right. I'll make sure I'm watching the corners now. That happens regularly in Major League Baseball. There, there wouldn't. If, if uh, I know, certain idea. Where I think every single player on the field and in both dugouts is like, hey, what's going on with the strike zone tonight? I, I, I really think that happens like way more than we give credit to. Hey, why is that like inside to righties? Why is Kyle Gibson getting like two but inches? But you're probably right. But, that, there? but that's why it should be fixed in some way. Sure. Oh, that's totally. why you could fix it. But how? Robot umpire takeover. That's how. I am all for that. I think that's a great idea. And, and if they, you're not going to do it. Yep. I want every manager mic'd up so I can get this stuff. If you're if you're I want, not, I want if you're not gonna give me accurate calls, give me entertainment and let me hear what's going oh, on. Yes. You said two hundred? How how like I'd pay two fifty. That's I was gonna say that's like the low for a season. So for a ML, season that, MLB yeah. TV gives you I think it's like one twenty. I don't know, I'm not a paid advertiser, but I think it's something like that. All right. I want to know in this room who would pay the most for and only one of us gets it. Okay. So so Rami, Judd, Rami Judd, auction, Manny, yeah. myself, yep. I want you to think of your number before anyone else says anything out loud how much you would pay for that access. Okay. The mic'd up version and the winner would get that for the season. Nobody else gets it. And I'm thinking of a number. Should we write it down? Should we all write it down and then show our number? So no, we, this is radio. We, are we talking like... <laughs> So Derek, are we yeah. talking like a like a season long subscription yes. package? It's like your MLB umpi- TV or, um, for umpires and managers mic'd up. And There's I want some a, players too. Let's just and put players, a like yeah. like we're not going to do what they did with Freddie Freeman in the All Star game because like then he has to go up facing Justin Verlander yeah, dealing, no. right. and he has to have Joe Buck in his ear. Like screw that. But I want a microphone right there around home plate, yeah, something I want like full that. access. Well, I want Freeman mic'd. I just don't. I don't want the announcer talking to him. Yeah, like no two way. Like he can wear a mic. It's just a small, small mic. Well, but then you got like the bell. Cl- I don't want guys thinking about that. I just want them on the field. I want Nat right, I want them from the game. Okay, but I but you got to mic them. You just don't have to talk back, so they they don't have to wear an earpiece then. So, so it's just a small mic. Let's go one by one. I'm going to start with. It's going to go Rami, Judd, Manny, and I'll finish. Whoever has the highest number gets this subscription for the 2000. I've given season. mine away. So okay, I'd pay 200 for a season. Judd, 250. Manny. I was going to say 150. I'd pay $600 for that. <laughs> wow. Okay, congratulations. Can I come over? Can I come to your house? Yes. Come on over. Because it's my job. Like this is Somebody this is part of what I do. You can write it off, is that why? That might be nice. I'll have to talk to my tax guy. <laughs> write it off for sure. <laughs> it's like it, this this type of access to get into how much like I think that every single time I watch a Twins game, Rocco Baldelli leans over and whispers something into Sean Johnson's ear. What did he say? You ask Rocco what he said after the game, and he's going to be like, well, we were talking strategy and truthfully, not kind of things that we're going to get into in the public space. Oh, I'll Perfectly tell you what fine. he's saying. I don't trust my bullpen. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. Rocco, I don't trust the bullpen, but don't tell him because I want to have think this, I like them. Yeah, this, this built-in trust for everybody who walks uh, through that door. Until last night. Until last night when Gibby gives way to Taylor yeah. Rogers for a six-out save, which shows yes. you what the trust is disintegrated I'm to saying, now. I'm saying, if I paid 
you know, 120 to get all the Twins games. It's basically what I use it for. And some out-of-market pitching matchups and stuff. You know, if Matthew Boyd and Trevor Bauer are dancing, I'm going to watch that game until both of them are out. That's that's just fun for me. But, I, yeah, I'm like paying triple that. If I can get the conversation between Derek Shelton and James Rousen during a game, like that to me is is so uniquely valuable and look, we're never going to get it, so it's a fake price. So I made up a fake number that I'd be willing to pay. Okay, sue me. If if you guys are looking for some pretty good um, uh, umpire versus manager arguments and scuffles that are mic'd up, just look out Wally Backman. You guys remember Wally Backman? Oh yeah, what you're talking about? I've he, seen a few of those. Yeah, he's got. He was managing the. Uh, I think it was called like the. South Florida or South Georgia Peanuts. It was like an in, independent baseball team. And they did a documentary basically following the team around for the entire season. And Wally Backman was basically mic'd up for the entire season. And uh, he gets into some scuffles with some umpires. And part of it, it might have been played up a bit just because he knew he was being Hard mic'd knocks. up. Sure. But it's it's pretty it's pretty rich stuff. It's hmm. pretty entertaining stuff. All right. Just independent baseball while he's Backman just he's absolutely crazy. Oh, he's nuts. Yeah, he's he's off his rocker. I'll check Definitely. that out. I'm not paying six hundred bucks for that. Sorry. No, 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 no. This is free on YouTube. You can just find it on YouTube. It's all, all right. over the place. Sounds good. Yeah, but that's why. I mean, I I don't see why Major League Baseball wouldn't want us to hear this stuff. We I mean, if it's part of you, you know, it's part of the game. It's not like they're hiding anything from us. You know what I mean? We know. Obviously, you have to keep the curse words off TV for the same reason we had to bleep it. But I don't know why baseball keeps this from us. Because there's got to be more, right? There's got to be more oh, that we haven't heard. Haven't scratched the well, surface. Exactly. It's what? The the teams are going to say it's a competitive disadvantage for us to of hear course. that. The umpires union no, is I mean, going to say we don't like want we to. Heard after the fact. If you can't nope. do it live, just put it, put the clips out I after the live. fact. Yeah. I'm one live. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not paying for the edited. And you know what? Tame. What we heard yesterday was tame from Aaron Boone and you know compared what to what some guys have done to umpires. You know what? You know what? Um, what takes precedent over the umpires' union or over the team's desires? Fan entertainment. Cold, no cold hard cash from fans. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's right. the one. You know, the one thing that makes pe- people say, you know, Zim or Rocco. I know you don't like this, but too damn bad yeah. is we're going to make more money. We got a sponsor behind your yeah. face while you're saying these words. Exactly we right. We need the kind people at Company X. We, we like the game of baseball. We love the game of money. <laughs> That's what pro sports comes down to. So don't screw with it. I feel like it's the opposite on this show. We love the game of baseball. So much more than money. We like the game of money. That being said, we got to hit a break and <laughs> make some, some money. Bills. Make some money. Pay some bills. This business is all about. It's the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bomba Soda. The land of 10,000 ranks to magic number is 64. Rami, Derek, Judd, Manny, back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, time for a Score North download, and it's brought to you by My Pillow. And uh, this is a reminder. That you can join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar tomorrow night for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and Real Salt Lake pregame at 8.30, kickoff at 9, right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and that fantastic Score North mobile app as we return to the Score North first place twin show. Rami Makloff. It is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 64. 
Rami Makloff, along with Derek Wetmore, Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Vikings talk coming up at 2 o'clock. If you're listening to us live, Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, live from the uh, Pro Football Focus headquarters in Cincinnati, right? One more day of that? Yeah, day three of that for Matthew. So uh, that's coming up at 2 o'clock if you're listening live to us here on Score North. You can listen to us anytime you want. You can download all your favorite shows wherever you go to get podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you don't have the app yet, that's available for Apple and Android and it's free. It's super duper free. You don't have to pay anything for it. And uh, the more you stream us live there, the better chance you have to win cool rewards from us because we love you. You can also download and subscribe to all your favorite podcasts. And it's your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com. And we do cool things like uh, Appy Hour, which we did yesterday from 4 to 6, where if uh, you were using the Score North mobile app and registered, you could have won a four-pack of tickets to see the Twins and Yankees. I'm sure there will be more events like that coming up, so go and get that Score North mobile app. Right now, it's time to play America's favorite new game show. You know what that music means. It's time for Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? Where we find out if the Twins Bullpen did, did its job. And now your host... Derek Wetmore. Derek, take it away. Rob, Robbie, thank you very much. That line gets me every time. That pause. <laughs> Figure out if the Twins bullpen. Uh, where do I go from here? <laughs> It's Leave really, them hanging, Ron Robbie. It's Rami. pretty self-explanatory. I love it, man. It's so much fun. And us, as I said at the top of the show, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we are not going to have time to play the bullpen game for Wednesday's game, in which uh, Trevor May hung up. That's convenient. Hang it, That's bang it, curveball. Matt McGill uh, was uh, well, looking he, he for lost work his afterwards, job, okay. and A. Ray Adrianza came in to clean it up. We don't have time for that one, so... We are going to play. Did the Twins' bullpen do its job? Thursday night, Kyle Gibson pitched, I thought, really, really well. And he gives up a two-run shot to Jerickson Profar, ends up finishing out seven good innings, three earned runs, and Rocco Baldelli for the lefty Matt Olson turns to his most trusted and best reliever, Taylor Rogers, into the eighth inning. I have the Taylor Rogers box score up right in front of me here. Because there's nobody else. Taylor Rogers pitched two frames, and Judd, I'll ask you the pointed question. Two innings, no earned runs, two hits, one strikeout, no walk. Pumps his fist afterwards. Twins close out a win. Taylor Rogers gets his 14th save. Did the Twins bullpen on Thursday do its job? I'll ding in and Judd? say, absolutely they did. Easy. Not even difficult. Now, but. But I feel like the game show, the title is a little bit miscast. That's exactly right. Because it's a plural. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? The Twins, what would you call it? Fireman did his job. He sure did. The rest of the Should bullpen. Should we change it to did Taylor Rogers do his yeah. job? No, no, no. <laughs> the the rest of the guys Be who, a quick game who every day. sit out there in left center did as much no, work you know as what? I did in the press box. No, you know what? Which was we all watched the game and tried to call home the runs. The Twins bullpen did do its job because Taylor Rogers pitched two scoreless innings. Tyler Duffy warmed up and didn't get in the game. And everybody else watched as Taylor Rogers mowed through they, the A's lineup and got out. I was going to say, they did they, as much as I did. That was their, their job. job. Well, actually, Tyler, he warmed up, so he sweated he probably did. a little bit more, not much more. Did you guys have sweats. Did you guys have any doubt? Because the first two hitters he faced got on. I didn't know if he was going to go. He bared down. He got some big outs in that uh, eighth inning. The ninth inning, you had no doubts. You're like, well, he's out there. He's going to finish it up. Um, I, I guess I had wondered to myself, you go get him for the lefty, Matt Olson. That's fine. That guy's huge, by the way. Go get that out. 
And then, then I guess I did have questions on like, is he gonna just is he the eighth here? Especially, did you when, question that? Yeah, I did because then Mitch Garver homers, CJ Krohn homers. Now you're dealing with a little bit different Rocco, ball game. Rocco said if there had been one more run that they talked about a potential move there. But man, That's what's he, interesting. he had that thing right. But that goes back to the point of three runs. Gibson into Taylor. He felt that he had had that thing absolutely locked down, and that's it's not a must win, but it's a huge win. So it's a big game. I don't know it's that Rock, I don't know that Rocco was ever going to if he didn't absolutely have to fool around with that formula because he knew it would work. Puts the Twins to or fifty nine and thirty six on the season. The A's having a pretty good year too, fifty five and forty two. But six does, in a row going last night, and that's a that's a you can see why. I mean, that's a good baseball team, especially with Chapman healthy. He didn't yep. play yesterday, but there is a thing, Rami, that you have been talking about since I'm pretty sure before I even met you for mm-hmm. the first time when you were interviewing for a position at Score North, which yeah. was not a thing at the time that you were interviewing. <laughs> um, and that is that the bullpen going to Taylor Rogers over and 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 over is a good thing because Taylor Rogers is a good pitcher with a one something ERA. But are you at the point right now where you're pulling your hair out about the fact that they have not gotten someone into light it's the good, load? It's good until it's not. It's good until he's Cody Allen. It's good until he's Andrew he's he's Andrew Miller. You know what I mean? Until, you sing it. Until you completely burn him out. And again, he looks good now, and he'll probably continue to look good for the immediate future because wear and tear takes its toll at the end. You see the effects of what a guy and how much how hard you're riding a guy in April, May, June, and July. You see that in September and October. People, whenever Taylor Rodgers has an outing like yesterday, I'll get one or two tweets like, oh, you still worried about Taylor Rodgers? Yes. When I said that, I wasn't worried about Taylor Rodgers on July 18th. I'm worried about I'm worried about Taylor Rodgers in September, in mid-September. I'm worried about Taylor Rodgers in a series in October. That's when the wear and tear they're putting on him now will, will rear its ugly well, head. You should be worried about Taylor Rodgers in 2022, but I know I think about the future too much. I'm focused on now. Yeah, you do right there. I've cut the brakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like the breaks being cut, but your your bullpen point is Dude, spot on. But the so Rogers point is spot on. There is this interesting byplay going on here, though, which is that Wes Johnson, Jeremy Hefner, and that whole pitching group, um, obviously along with Derek Falvey and Rocco Baldelli, I mean, they take this stuff very seriously. They they track. I guarantee you that the Twins are tracking more than just the pitches thrown under duress in a game. But they're probably saying, okay, not all pitches are created equal. Game pitches and warm-up pitches, clearly not the same, but we're going to track warm-up pitches anyways, just so we know. So Tyler Duffy warms up, I think, twice yesterday, sixth and seventh innings. I'm not saying he's not going to pitch tonight, but like they're going to be mindful of that workload, even though he wasn't technically logging an inning in a game. He sure. didn't pitch to a batter, but his arm and body did work. So the Twins are tracking that. They're also tracking, I'm guessing here, bases loaded, bottom of the eighth, Chris Davis at the plate. like That, to me, is a more impactful pressure pitch, stressful situation than if you're just like throwing, you know, a ceremonial first pitch before the game, right? There is. That's pretty stressful. There's a gradient. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would be sweating. I'd be pitted out before I threw out a first pitch. So hopefully it never comes to that. But there is. uh, Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh no, I just I think you'd be terrible, and so would I. <laughs> there's, there I'm are, agreeing with you. There has been athletes, Judd, and then and there's, there's never, never been, were. Yeah, so never don't was. ask me to do that, and we'll, we'll be fine. Which they won't. So, like, I think you're right about they're that. They're tracking that. It's like I know Rami that you're concerned about Taylor Rogers as well. You should be, but. The only people in the world who are more concerned about Taylor Rogers and his arm health work for the Twins. Actually, I'm I'm more like Judd. I'm not worried about Taylor Rogers. I'm worried about the Twins. I mean, you're going to burn out Taylor Rogers but at some point. I'd just rather so but that happens somewhere down the road. This is why we after think they've won a World Series. That they're definitely going to make a move, right? I would think so. You, you, like, don't, you don't clear four spots. To not make a mo- yes, to they're, not make a move. They're going to point. do. They're going to to do something, and I. The way that they've used, uh, Rogers in recent weeks, especially, essentially, I think, flies in the face of what they like to do. Like they protect players at all costs. They work very hard to protect players, so I can't see them continuing to go down this path continually for the rest of the season. I got to think that there's a plan in place here where they're comfortable what they did last night, but that's not going to be the formula for the remainder of the summer. I got to think sure. that that's going to change. Yeah, and let's talk they about some of the protect names. Protect too many players me to s- just allow this one to be oh too bad. Yeah, I agree. This one got away from us. I agree with you. And in fact, I'm looking at Taylor Rogers' game log right here. So I know this doesn't include all the times he warmed up or whatever work he did over the All-Star break. That's great. But look no further then his 13th save, again last night with his 14th save. Look mm-hmm. at his fir- 13th save, July 12th, against the Indians, just before the break. You guys will remember that one. It was the two-inning save. He didn't give up a run. Um, so he goes two innings, throws 25 pitches, and the next night he's right back out there again for an inning to close it out in Cleveland in a game the Twins won 6-2. So this time, one more save, he had to throw one more pitch. 26 pitches last night, two innings. <laughs> That, to me, says he might not be unavailable tonight. He could pitch in tonight's game if the situation calls for it, and that's when Rami's panic meter is going to be dinging you. like a bell. Yeah, yeah. Derek's right, though. Right. And again, not not that he's going to collapse on the mound tonight or tomorrow, but... There's not enough wood in this studio for you to say something like that, Rami. Come on. Right, right there, I found some. Okay. I found some. But right. I'm, not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, again, the where will show itself. If you continue to push him, if you continue to ride him as hard as you have, the wear will show itself. So Covering the Brewers last year, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I know Josh Hader gets a lot of the pub, and he gets a lot of the attention. He's got the long hair. He's got the crazy motion. He's throwing 99 miles an hour, and and it's impressive, and it's fun to watch. But the reason that Josh Hader was so dangerous last year was because he had Jeremy Jeffers behind him and Corey Knable behind him in terms of how you stack that Twins bullpen. That's because you didn't have to use Josh Hader every time you needed some crucial outs. They'd throw Jeffers out there for six innings, for six outs sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what made Josh Hader so effective when they needed to use Josh Hader was that you had two other dominant arms that you could go to at any given moment as well. Say the same for the Cleveland Indians and Andrew Miller. Right. And the same, a little different tweak here because they kind of had their innings. But when Kansas City went to two World Series in a row, won one of them, Calvin yeah, Herrera, absolutely, Greg Holland, though. Wade Davis. Bang, bang. But that that game, if the starter got you through six, was done. It's over. The Yankees, so, right? Right. Exactly. Same thing. That game's done after six. So that, to me, is why, like, there's, there's so much, there's so much smoke here. We're seeing, of course, national reports, contending team who needs bullpen help linked with reliever, huh? Like, that's no surprise at all. Nothing to me that I've seen out there 
is surprising. Even when you start talking about the starters that the Twins are being linked to on the rumor mill, like, of course you should be asking about Matthew Boyd and Trevor Bauer and Marcus Stroman and Madison Baumgartner and Noah Syndergaard. When should I stop? Right. Like, of course this just makes sense. So much sense that I think, what are we, July 19th? Mm-hmm. I will be shocked. Like, not just a little surprised, not just, oh, huh, that's interesting. I'll be shocked if they don't get another late-inning caliber arm to boost that back end of the bullpen, add to Taylor Rogers, and whether Taylor's still the best reliever in that bullpen or not depends on the caliber of trade. But, like, if Taylor Rogers is your second-best reliever, oh, and you should still go add another lefty, by the way, because you might need situations where you, you might not want to burn Taylor Rogers for one guy. He's a righties and lefties fireman. But I will be shocked if they don't make a move like that, given the season they're having and given the apparent need, especially that's shown itself in the last two weeks. But the longer you wait, the more you have to ride Taylor yeah, Rodgers. That and, doesn't bother me so much. And the odds increase of somebody stepping in line in front of you. For, that bothers so me So are you saying... For the best arms out there. That are, bothers me more. Are you saying lefty, complimentary guy, yep. back-end guy? Oh, they... They could be the same guy, but I'd rather they weren't. Right. I'd rather you split those two up and said, I got because someone who's ideally, left-handed and good and who's just good. Ideally, I go um, two bullpen additions, one of whom is really good and cost me probably a pretty good sum, one of whom I can trust but doesn't cost me a, a princely sum, and then if I can get a starter as well. Yeah. And if I can get if I can get two of those guys in one trade... All the best. Like, I think we're looking at this Giants thing all wrong, guys. We were all talking about Madison Bumgarner and Will Smith. I think Will Smith's a better and potentially more helpful pitcher. I agree. In October for the Twins. I agree. If you gave me the choice and said. That's where they need it more. Yep. If you gave me the choice and said, which one of these guys do you want for October? I'll give you either one of them for free because I'm feeling generous. Giants GM Farhan Zaidi, I would say, thank you. That's so kind of you. You're a prince, and I'll take Will Smith. But if you if you want to feel as good as possible on October one about your World Series chances, it's two bullpen arms and a starter. Agreed. And what I was going to your say point, about, if I have to pick, yeah, Will I start Smith. I start bullpen. You're Giants right. package. We keep talking Mad Bum plus Will Smith. That's fun to talk about. If I'm getting a Giants package, I'm almost. I should stop myself before I go too far. I'm very interested in the prospect of packaging with the Giants, Will Smith, and lefty Tony Watson more than I am Will Smith plus Mad Bum. The whole I'm, point of this show we gotta go too far. is going too far. And then try to walk it back if we have yes. to. Just wanted to clean that up. I'm, <laughs> You're exactly right. I'm not as confident in saying what I'm about to say as I was when I started saying what it. What did you just get done saying? Nearly two months ago. Just put it out there and we'll walk it back if we have to. I'm okay going into a playoff series with this rotation. I'd like to add an arm yep. that's better, mm-hmm. but I'm okay. It makes me nervous, and especially if but you. If that's a choice, I'm with you. If you add another high leverage arm, if you add somebody equivalent or better than Taylor Rogers to your bullpen, Kirby Yates or whatever, then I'm totally fine going into a a playoff series with this rotation because yeah. then all you need is a lead after six innings. What Kyle Gibson do this I, offense? Do I I that's exactly right. What Kyle Gibson do I? If I get Kyle Gibson in Cleveland, Rami, I'm bailing on your idea. And if is, I get last night's guy who, who had a really good game against a, a good A's lineup, I'm pretty comfortable. And who's Martin Perez and who's Michael Pineda? And is Odorizzi the guy that we saw for eight starts when he was off the charts? Well, we'll find out. Or tonight. is he between the guy? You know, I don't know. 
Jake Odorizzi. But if you draw a line and say, I can have bullpen or starting rotation help, and I can't have both. Say it's either or. I got to go bullpen. You got to go bullpen. I'm taking it a step further. I'm saying if the Giants say, we'll give you a package, take two pitchers, I'm taking Tony Watson and Will Smith. I'll go get my starter somewhere else. That's fine. If I still need a starter, I'm calling the Mets about Noah Syndergaard, or I'm calling the Tigers about Matthew Boyd. The clock's ticking, Wetmore. Toronto about Marcus Stroman. Only one trade deadline. Don't dilly-dally on me. Let's go, boys. Don't get cute. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> that music means the clock is literally ticking on this show. And we got to go. If you missed any portion of it, check out uh, wherever you download podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or just go get that Score North mobile app for Judd Zolgad, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill. I'm Rami Makloff saying thanks Make for listening. The Make the trade. Plan the, Plan the parade. We'll talk to you Monday at noon. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.